La mia ragazza è giovane, è un tipo modernissimo, porta un maglione strano che piace a me. Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jake. I'm Josh. Uh, this is episode 89, and tonight we are reviewing House of Gucci and Pig, finally. So, uh, just had uh, Thanksgiving last week. How was your guys' Thanksgiving break? Yummy. I didn't have a Thanksgiving break. I worked on Thanksgiving. You had a Thanksgiving I'm one short of those day. essential heroes. You had a short day, at least. I did have a short day. Okay, it probably felt like a fucking breeze. It was. I didn't have to get... Well, I still gave like two shots, but that's Whoa. it. Versus like 30. Did you work 9 to 3 or 10 to 3? Yeah, 9 to 3. Half so that shift? was like glorious. <laughs> yeah. Still got paid the same. Half a shift? Literally. Did you have anything special? Nope. Nope. I did not. Got, uh, I officially went to our newest brewery in Jackson. Mm. I went on there on uh, Black Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday? Blackout Wednesday. Either way. <laughs> I heard it's both. I don't know about the black part. Look it up. I look at the blackout Ooh. part. Look it up. Yeah, Blackout Wednesday makes more sense, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be a play on Black Friday. You can't just call Black Wednesday. You know. Take the same name as Black Friday. Yeah, but maybe Black you're Wednesday. so Let's just call it fucking Black Thanksgiving, like too. <laughs> it's Blackout. I think it has another name, but not Black Wednesday. Black Wednesday was when Britain okay. exited the so European no. exchange race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what we celebrate, actually. Same thing. Oh, wait. Black Wednesday, Urban Dictionary, night before Thanksgiving Day. Look up Blackout Wednesday, but you find the same answer. Well, yeah, it would be the same. <laughs> I said it's like either. Sure. Wow, I'm getting so drunk Black Wednesday that I'm getting carried to my car. <laughs> sure, good for them. Okay, anyway, getting off topic, <laughs> how was uh, Agma? Agma was delicious. I only had one beer, and it was good. I had three different ones. Their IPA, top notch. Which one? One of the best <laughs> IPAs I've had in a long time. Because they had like half uh, of their dar- well, drinks were IPAs. Um, I forget. I don't think D- I had something Dawn or something. Maybe I, no, I had one beer, I think. Maybe Either way. Doomclaw. Hmm. Doomclaw. Is it a double? Like just a, Nope. Six and a half percent. About probably 65 IBUs. A perfect chuggable, crushable IPA. Like Their brewer was Griffin Claws. Was brewer. Dark Horse. Then Dark to, Horse? He worked at Griffin Claw for a little bit oh, okay. while they were doing Agma. That's why they have a Griffin Claw collab. And then now he's full time, and they just brewed a Kolsch today. Well, I am an early investor, in Nagma. Me too. <laughs> I have a mug though. You don't have any. <laughs> you just got a glass. I got a glass now. <laughs> no, I have an actual mug. Oh, you paid that much. I didn't know. But that was like ten years ago. So, yep, two, three. Yeah, they were supposed to open like three years ago. But oh, can't wait to try it, and um, stay tuned for. A possible beer review from oh, Magma yeah. very soon. They do crawlers. They do. That they do. All right. Well, let's get into this. We have a beer here. 
Taver. Or yeah, this is from Tavor. It was uh, supposed to be my pick, but I'll do it for episode 90. Um, so we are doing Neapolitan Drip. This is a Neapolitan ice cream smoothie sour from Sig Brewing Company out of Tacoma, Washington. And I believe it's... Is this a collab? Uh, no. I don't okay. Know. What's the heart mean? I don't know. Like Sig plus, plus love? love. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, it doesn't sour and like Neapolitan sounds kind of gross. Wait till you pour it out. <laughs> Look, check out the connection here. Yeah. House of Gucci. Italian swag. Neapolitan drip. Also, Sig pig. Boom. Double crossed. <laughs> wow. Double yep. connection. And pig is about food. Pig is about Neapolitan ice and cream. love hearts. Yep. Wow. There's just connections all over. Please agitate. Nicholas Cage gets very agitated. Yeah, I was gonna say in yeah, the movie. Like, demean the beer before. You don't you mean drink shit, it. beer. You're nothing to me. <laughs> Fucking suck. Piece of shit. Verbally agitate. Yeah. yeah. Uh so Neapolitan drip is clocking in at six point five percent ABV. Uh, no IBUs available. Uh, description reads, Neapolitan drip, Neapolitan ice cream with strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate ice cream smoothie sour. Oh, not really a description, but um, <laughs> contains strawberry, vanilla ice cream, strawberry ice cream, chocolate ice cream, and chocolate syrup. Also contains lactose. Did it say strawberry puree? Nope. just says strawberry. That's what the side says. Strawberry puree. And vanilla extract. And Jacob's favorite, lactose. Well, this is uh, from well, makes sense. This here. is from Untapped, so yeah, I don't know what to expect on this one. Oh, here we go. Teaming up with Tacoma local glass brewer. That must Lower. be it. Did you read it? No, go ahead. Okay, teaming up with Tacoma local glass blower Valentine Glass, we cranked out this heady treat modeled after one of our favorite treats, Neapolitan ice cream, featuring chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. Sweet, creamy, thick. It's basically dessert in a can. So that must be the collab at the bottom. Yep. Which is, I don't know how you team up with um, like glass, glass blower. blowers to make a to make sure. a beer, but I don't know. Okay. And Suds and Cinema is collabed with. Yeah. <laughs> Who? All right, I'm agitating. It's agitated. I'm ready. Mm. Looks like like strawberry. Mm -hmm. That's a thick head. Very heady. Ooh, Jacob. Might have saw a chunk. Watch out. (laughs) We know how you like to swish around and not swallow. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> like you like to get the whole full mouthfeel. Okay, it doesn't look as bad as the one picture that I saw. It's definitely more pinkish hue than the first picture, which is very dark. Yum. Holy shit. Not as Neapolitan as I, I would know, expect. It tastes like ice cream. Yeah, it's I don't I think, I think the so. sourness is like just completely cuts out the ice cream portion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste that like sweet. if it wasn't sour, it would definitely taste like it. But like think of Neapolitan milk stout. That, that tastes aftertaste like is so. It tastes like chocolate. I taste like ice cream. Huh? 
After I'm pretty this. much only getting strawberry here. Yeah, it's I'm almost a like lot of cone. Strawberry. I get like cone taste. What is that? Vanilla? Mm. Like breathe through your nose. Like <laughs> you get like a cone. I don't know. But like I said, Neapolitan milk stout from Sagatuck tastes way more like Neapolitan, Neapolitan ice, cream. ice cream. Especially on yeah. HL. Tastes good. Probably yeah, a little good. bit easier to get that taste with a Stout, stout yeah, because the chocolate than a is fruit beer, smoothie sour. Not getting it, like very much chocolate at all. I don't get the chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> I get honestly, this just tastes like strawberry smoothie. It's delicious, but but does no. it achieve what it's going for? No, I don't think so. It does not. So uh, execution, swinging a miss, sig. Three out of five. <laughs> Taste execution less than that. Yeah. Taste is high because it just tastes like a. A strawberry smoothie beer, which is good, but which is delicious. does it taste like Neapolitan ice cream? No. Not at all. It is also not a four. Liars. Tavor. We want our money back. It's supposed to be all above four star ratings. Check out the cans, though. Or, I mean, check out the, the cans. Your glasses. I actually have strawberry seeds. Yeah, there's puree. I said I had a whole ch- strawberry chunk come out. Which one were you looking at? That looked bad. Oh, this one? There's one that looks brown. No, that one looks fine. Um, Hold on. Uh, oh, maybe. And that's like lighting. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's the lighting, but that looks literally like brown. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Doesn't look like that. No. But I don't know. Yeah. Tastes good, but... Don't uh, don't expect Neapolitan ice cream when you buy this. Uh, excuse me. All right. Anything else to say on a Neapolitan drip there? No. Tastes good. Doesn't look good. That's not everything I need to say. Because Neapolitan is Neo. But this is Nia. So is the ice cream actually Neapolitan? Does yeah. my connection just get completely fucked now? I have no idea. Yeah, it's Nia. N-E-A. Hmm. Neapolitan. Hmm. An inhabitant or resident of Naples. Yeah, I thought it was Neapolitan. Neapolitan. Like, yeah, Italy, literally. Mm. I'm stuck between two scores. Hmm. Let's go with your gut. Literally, go with my palate more like it. Yeah, the chocolate's really lost, though. It's really just strawberry vanilla. It's still good though. <laughs> it is good. I'll give so it a So Jacob's bump. a liar. What? I said do you have anything else to say on Neapolitan drip? <laughs> I started talking, then you play <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Jacob a little harsh on the score. What a Be hero. better. All right, let's get into our featured review here. We're talking House of Gucci. Also, Gucci is directed by Ridley Scott. It is written by Becky Johnston, Roberto Bentavegna. Bentavegna. Mm, um, I'm sure that's right. And it's based on a book by Sarah Gay Forden. Uh, stars Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, Jack Huston, Salma Hayek, a few others. Plot synopsis reads, when Patrizia Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately, murder. 
Murder. Let's take a listen to a clip. Do you want to be left in the dust? You want to keep selling coffee mugs in airports? Is that your legacy? It's time to take out the trash. Ardo and Paolo, they're poison. They're an embarrassment to this company. And everybody knows it. They have to go. And you need to get your business organized. Patricia. They're my family. So am I. Okay, what did you guys think of House of Gucci? It was okay. <laughs> I thought it was better in Last Duel. I was one of the few millennials that had seen Last Duel, you know? I heard Interesting. it actually opposite mm-hmm. for the most part. Why? Last, Last Duel is better. better. Mm. <laughs> it's, I can get more into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, but Last Duel had a extremely strong third act and the first two were so boring and it was really repetitive whereas this was just kind of okay through the whole thing okay so that's I would take it a, I would take a third act being better than stagnant the whole time yeah at least I had a, I, don't, I think I came out with the same score I think you did so. too <laughs> yeah it's like neither were great or really good even or good. Some would say really Scott's washed. <laughs> I don't know. But Hopefully. maybe that he's he's been talking mad shit lately to get, you know, <laughs> to become relevant because yeah. the last two movies have been superhero movies fucking awful and then he's like millennials fucking awful. That's why my movie failed. True. Even though I watched it <laughs> only one in the room, so he wasn't True. talking to me. He was talking to me. You have more to say or no? It was. Mm, I don't know. It was kind of a weird, tonally weird. Mm-hmm. Like between it, it was almost like campy, I guess, like jokey. That I don't, and over the top at parts, I don't know what was, if it that's what it was going for, if it was meant to be more serious. It seemed like it kind of like it was ask just you meant. S- ask yourself this question. Would really Scott make it like that? Make it like what? Do you think it was intentionally campy? Do you think he would direct this movie to be that way? Yes. I mean, he has a wide range of movies. What, so. One of his movies are campy, though. Yeah. But do you really think Leto was... Like, that was a dedicated, serious performance? Yeah. Uh, do you know Jared Leto? <laughs> That's. I mean, it's tough to say because he is so, like, eclectic. I don't know. Weird. See, it's hard to judge because this is like a true story, right? Mm-hmm. Are these how the family and I would assume, stuff was right? like? Like really over the top, like, you know, eccentric and crazy? Then maybe it was more Well, to have the you character. met an Italian family in general? <laughs> it's true. But those parts, the makeup though. Yeah. Fantastic. I didn't know it was minute. him. Took yeah. But I don't know. It's just like it was kind of a mess at parts. And really slow. <laughs> the story was interesting, but did was need it? to be told. Yeah. Uh, it just, it wasn't 
like everything you expected from the beginning was exactly how it turned out in the end. So it was kind of like really predictable. And then it never had like a big shock moment because you already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Just you just gave the whole the way the whole movie in the synopsis. Yeah. You, it, so it was just like a, it was well executed. I thought acting overall was if it was that, that everyone was going for what should have been going for. I, but I don't know. It just. Does the story need to be told? Mm. I guess it kind of got me interested. I was looking into the history of it after. But I don't know. Very lukewarm on this movie. Yeah. Um, House of Gucci, more like House of Snoozy. <laughs> Were you saving that? No. Oh. But that's what uh, <laughs> that's what Travis said. Or House of Poopy, that's what he said. House of Poopy. Um, yeah, this movie was... Probably the one of the most boring movies I've seen in a long time, um, and the way that I can describe these characters is like, okay, you have a old fashioned, you have a margarita, you have a beer, you have a gin martini, you have any other cocktail you can think of, good separately, put them together, it's a fucking mess. None of the Bullshit. characters. You ever had a Long Island? That's not even. That's not an old fashioned. <laughs> that's not. That's a cocktail itself. Okay, throw that old. old Old fashioned with Long Island with the gin martini with the margarita. I call it a one of everything. That'd be great. <laughs> no, don't knock it till you not. try it. <laughs> yeah, we I thought the one of everything it. would be good, and that was terrible. One of I mean, everything was, was good. We thought it was going to be terrible. It was good. Sorry, reverse those. Yeah, well, this wouldn't be good because I have tried it. <laughs> um, not all all of them, but yeah. Um, just no character worked well together at all. I don't. I didn't get feel anything i thought adam driver was pretty bad in this honestly like and i get that he was like a muted character but it's just like even as a muted character he didn't seem muted like he was like just bad execution across the board for everyone i thought jared leto was fine but he still didn't really fit at all with anyone like the relationships that you're supposed to think about with him and his father was dumb him and lady gaga dumb him and homeboy was dumb and then they have this weird lawyer guy that's like supposed to be somebody but he's like like oh he's gonna be this massive takeover and then even when he does it you're like dumb it's like shout out to tom ford though <laughs> that even him added in dumb like the whole it was just so boring and every you could you knew what exactly was gonna happen in this movie without seeing one second of it and nothing changed it was one tonally. It was ugly. I thought the way it was filmed, the 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 lens that they used, the colors that were used, like we're talking Gucci here, like big colors. Like don't the oh, movie seemed muted and like I feel like Gucci isn't too much. Yeah, color. but we're talking fashion, like Italian fashion. Like yeah, we're not talking. Uh, <laughs> you the know, old Gucci guy was Aldo. Is that Al Pacino? No, 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 no. Rodolfo? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. He had Jeremy Irons. Great style. Yeah, but it's still like but even his was like like his suit was like the way that the lens Fucking that they put dull. it was like dull dulling every color that was there. Even like pink bright colors looked dull. But like, I thought their whole thing is they're classic, classy, so it's really he, they, they were a lot of browns, gold. But then they, they like, did like this shift or whatever and no, the colors well, Tom didn't Ford's was all. Oh bright and colorful his colors were but the lens itself yeah. wasn't it didn't pop nothing there was such a 
a boring movie and then like the lens and the filter that was used was boring too like it just made this movie even more boring than it possibly could be and it was fucking almost three hours long it was like oh my god it did feel i checked my the time probably 14 times during the movie like okay i started this at 5 20 15 minutes of trailers okay 5 35 so i only have like an hour and a half left and i looked again it was like oh shit it's only been 15 fucking minutes and it seemed like an eternity it was just not good. I didn't like it really at all other than some like and even this the cool like red green part where she told like Pina told her about we're more red and green and then like they like added that to their their color line and they didn't even talk, like didn't even sh- fledge that out. It was just like, oh, you, I guess you have to like kind of think about it maybe. Yeah, but everybody knows Gucci and their color red green. Yeah, but they, but it was like, but if you didn't, like I didn't know that. Like oh. I don't care about Gucci. Yeah, but you always see their shoes and stuff. It always has the red green. Stripe. Yeah, but I wouldn't think about red and green when I think Gucci. I think of the G's. I don't even think. I think or the, of the G and the C, and whatever the hell it is. It's two G's because the original guy's name is Gucci, Gucci or Gucci. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gucci Gucci. And then they did the whole like went to the farm. Oh yeah, it was just so boring, and they. They didn't do anything with it, and I didn't care for anybody, and it, I just pretty much hated it. <coughs> Me? All right. This was one of my most anticipated of the year. Avoided all the trailers. Uh, and yeah, I don't know a lot about Gucci either, but it's really Scott. I mean, come on. Washed. <laughs> um, I think it's actually technically very well done, and I won't be surprised when it gets... A decent amount of nominations this year, but uh, I thought it was technically what makeup well done. and costumes, maybe. I don't. Know. I probably some acting nods. Yeah, yeah. Co- uh, I thought it looked fine. Maybe no, I don't know. Maybe cinematography. No way. Um, really? If they take, yeah, it's I just thought the cinematography looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean there was nothing that no reds and blues that really stood or out. sweeping vistas. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some. Um, no, yeah, it was it was well shot and yeah. uh, it did it looked nice and it has that. It's not, I don't know if it's, I don't think it goes tonally against the movie. It's just, I think it's more of his visual style. Like this, it's very reminiscent of all the money in the world and a couple of his other movies that are playing in this autobiographical realm. Um, So it's probably more just of his style than just trying to match the aesthetic of the movie. But I think the aesthetic still works well. Like Jacob was saying, it's got like a classic vintage look to it and you know it's most of it's set in what the 80s probably 80s and 90s well, um, yeah because it started in 78 right it was like the first like hour and a half we're in the late 70s yeah and i think it achieves that uh period look without being like over the top about it and like telling you like hit, smashing you in the face like hey this is the 80s like you know a lot of movies would do um so yeah technically i, I do think it's pretty well done but it is like the story that he's trying to tell and the like josh saying the character moments that where it falls apart like this whole movie is pretty much riding on lady gaga and adam driver and those uh real people their um relationship and how that transforms as gucci transforms right and i really did not feel like much build up or change with them in their relationship like it pretty much is like this incident happens okay boom like flip of a switch they're different towards each other now like 
There's yeah. no like fallout or anything. And I don't know. It's just super not handled well, their relationship. And I, I'm, uh, I don't feel like uh, chemistry, honestly. So saying, yeah. Between anybody. Yeah. yeah. It was hard to hard to feel for these characters when um, you're not you're getting like the beats of the story, but you're not getting like much emotion behind them. And I, Other yeah, than I some feel like Oscar Beatty scenes from Lady Gaga. Like. Yeah. Um, the best characters were the best interactions were Lady Gaga and Al Pacino. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do feel like it was kind of a mess as well. And tonally odd. I don't know. I feel like he might have been going for that um, campiness at yeah. one point um, because the story kind of like. I thought it was just, it. yeah, I meant to show you how ridiculous that family was. Yeah. And but why they're not involved. Yeah, he doesn't just, he doesn't strike it, you know, not, he doesn't set it. The it's tone is Well, they're all. not involved because yeah. there's none left. Well, I'm Alexa, sure there's still there people. Well, yeah. Alessandra, right? And I'm Alexa. sure there's still a lot of Gucci's. Left. And her, just, she's alive, too. Yeah. She's alive and out of prison. Yeah, but they were, there's no one to carry on the name, right? Yeah. There's nobody working for Gucci, is that, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But his daughter has the last name Gucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, she was so young, she's not going to take it over. Well, she, she can't can anyway. That yeah. Of anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, it it did leave me wanting more from it. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think a rewatch is going to do much there, for this I'm movie. Cause there's no way I rewatch this. <laughs> it's I pretty th- I think it hurt it. surface level and just um, it what would. you see is what you get. And uh, I didn't like it. I didn't know the story or the beats that happened or anything. So the end, it was not like surprising because they kind of, like you said, just go go into it, like fumble into it. And it's it's almost it's almost like very brief how it happens. Like it comes up and then it's. They had to get all like the beats out right of the way. You know, they had to get a. I kind of wish it was beat. like longer so it would go into more detail and like we could see more things. Because, like, supposedly she went, like, supposedly she was talking about this plot for, like, she would talk about it to anybody and to everybody. And it took a lot more planning than what was shown. Than just her and Pina? Yeah. Like, it happens very fast in the movie. And, um, anyway, yeah. I kind of wish it was either longer for that or if it was shorter and they just like cut a lot of what you were saying out, like cut the bullshit out and I don't know, make it more fast paced and maybe campier or funnier or something. But yeah, I don't know this weird middle ground of this biopic. That's a drama, but there's it's a, a lot of drama, co- right? comedy elements to it. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't take it. And it tries to span 30 drama. years. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Totally a little weird, but I did like it overall. Yeah. I think Lady Gaga's performance and Adam Driver's performance are both really good. And Al Pacino's performance. Yeah. Actually, I think most of them were pretty good. Except I thought for, they were. Yeah. Except for Jared Leto. Yeah. his. But I don't know if that's just what the character was like or if that was his take. <laughs> but even if it so, was like, his take, it's bad. But yeah, like, I would have to see if if he like is Paolo... Was his name? That was his name, right? Yeah, Paolo. Paolo. Yep. If he is like Paolo Gucci incarnate when he's in character, then like, you know, hats off, good job. But if Paolo Gucci is even a little bit different than what Jared Leto was doing, it was bad. Then it was bad because yeah. he does an extreme accent. Like, he really lays into the yeah, Italianisms. I, like, he sounds honestly, like he's. I thought all yeah, all of the 
He sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah, he, he sounds like Mario. He's like Mario. Yeah, yeah. Mario. It's a me, yeah. Mario. That's what somebody somebody yeah. said. Why is Jared Leto's audition tape for Mario two and a half hours long? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so true though. Like, it's very cartoony, and maybe that's how he was. Sure, but I don't know. And I have just because like he is one hundred percent Italian. I have to imagine that like his accent isn't that extreme. You would, you know, th- I, you would think. Because like none of them else It feels like a, it feels like an American doing an extreme, like cartoony a, version yeah. of it, rather than just like how we actually talk. But again, he was like this black sheep of the family, the m- most like eccentric one. The uh, he was kind of dumb. I don't know. He could have, could have actually acted that way. So we'd have to see what he was actually like. But for now, I'm saying I tried to give him the benefit bad. of doubt. But yeah, it was kind. It was too much. That's what yeah, kind of like really hurt the tone the most for me was his character. It was mm-hmm. just so much more over the top than everyone else. Yeah, no, he, that's true. Yeah, and that's like I'm saying, like separately take all these characters' performances, and they were pretty good overall. It like was fine, I, Al yeah. Pacino played a good role, but when he worked with Paolo, didn't work. Adam Driver was a was okay character. Didn't work with Lady Gaga. Yeah. I don't you know. know Paolo like, felt like a comic relief almost. She's like, oh, you're an idiot. He felt like the, like the jester. Yeah. Like, like yeah. The, the clown yeah. that just happened to be like, like, ha- like he had some funny, like funny lines. Like he was comical at times, but it's like, it was funny. Didn't make sense. Yeah, Cause no one else weird. was funny at all. There was no other comedy. Well, other I think than him. they were funny. Not so like over the top, but they were funny and how, their decisions were. I mean, there was a few other lines like you can't say it was totally devoid of comedy. Besides, well, yeah, yeah. and like, I, I'm sure Lady Gaga had a few. Al Pacino definitely did for sure. I mean, Jeremy Irons is he's like that's only like dead serious one, and uh, possibly Adam Driver too. Maurizio, oh, definitely Lady Gaga with like the whole peanut relationship. Mm-hmm. All of their things were kind of ridiculous together. Yeah, for sure. See that. And uh, the other real life element that I feel like is it actually hurts the movie is that like it shows um, Lady Gaga or uh, Patricia were were, like working like for her father who was like who owned this trucking business. Right. And then they like the Gucci family like looks down on that. And it seems like she's much more middle class than she actually yeah. was in real life. I mean, did you, yeah, they, their house yeah, was they, massive. Yeah. And I'm like, they show, yeah, they showed the truck. I'm like, this is actually like a big business. They must be making pretty good money. She's yeah. Not like this poor, I don't know. It didn't come across as she was like really this like poor. No, not or anything. Well, because she wasn't though. Like, yeah. and even in the movie, but it shows just, her working. Like, I don't think she actually ever worked a day in her life. Yeah. Like she, when she gets out, in real life, when she gets out of prison, one of her like stipulations or whatever is to get a job and she chooses to like pay a fine or something like that instead of that because she says, I've never worked a day in my life and I'm not going to start now. Yeah. And like she was she was always given whatever she wanted, gifts, cars, anything. And that was from her dad, not before she was a coochie. And then did he live with them? Like he shows up in the cab with all of his shit. Yeah, I, guess, then- I think he did for a bit. Yeah, uh, it would really rush to that part. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it needs to be 
an hour longer or much no, shorter. I think it's weird. No, that, I think it could be parts the same. That were long, like were unnecessary, unnecessary and the short yeah. parts. I think to be it longer. could be the same length, just rearranged a little, yeah. stretch out some things that needed to be, and sh- yeah. condense some things that didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two two thirty eight's a long time. Like, I mean, how long is the God Godfather's around the same? I mean, it's obviously longer, but yeah, by twenty probably minutes, closer to three. But yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's a story that. Like you said, when you does it need to be told? Like you see it on paper and you're like, oh yeah, that is a crazy story. But and then you watch it play out and it's like it doesn't really feel that intense or crazy. <laughs> and was that is that this movie or was that the director? You know, like if you put this in someone's hand, that's like like more hectic. Like maybe throw like a I don't know Safety Brothers or someone that's known for that hectic nature. Could they have done it better? I I yeah I think it might have been a direct director thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. there was like. Part of it that for me is there wasn't like an arc and a lot of the characters like you could see their motivations from the beginning. Like Lady Gaga, she seemed like a gold digger, digger literally from the beginning. Like she cared so much. As soon as she heard his name, she was pursuing him. And then she acted that way throughout. I guess the only one that really kind of changed. Didn't get, I didn't even get that. Like I might I be totally dumb. got that. I yeah. might be dumb, but like I just felt like she was really in fact like I didn't know that. No, because she was like, what's your name? He said Gucci. And then she was like, oh, and then she See, tried. Done, I must be. Then she tried to find <laughs> Then she tried to find him in the library and like was. How would she know that, though? Because she could have met a lot of guys, but she was pursuing him so hard. Yeah. But and then as soon as uh, he was like, he left the Gucci family to be with her. And then she was the one who immediately tried to get him back so into it. So she thinks she, she was literally was just caring about the money from beginning. So you think she was playing dumb when she met the dad, Rodolfo? Cause she said she never seen the movies that he was in. She probably had never seen. Well, the movies yeah, the in. movies that's, I that's like it. She was but literally she only actor. What's did she he? didn't know. She was she only after him for the money. Gucci was already rich, giant brand then. She that from the beginning to the end. Oh, that's I guess all she had started about. in fifty four. So yeah, it would have been twenty five years in. Yeah, like they had already expanded to New York and was yeah. like a, an established brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I totally missed that. I, like, so, I don't yeah, know. I didn't get, I didn't get that Again, at all. Either. I, there's yeah. There's like there's character details that. The I only thought she one, was crazy. <laughs> I guess you could say they were. It was nuanced or too nuanced. I don't know. Or the maybe only they person didn't show I it. felt like changed was Adam Driver. He started out because he just really liked this girl and wanted to pursue her, even though his dad was like, she's just a gold digger. She right? goes, she goes, you changed. He goes, no, I didn't. She's like, you're a monster. I'm a Gucci. Yeah, he did change, though, because he didn't care about the name or the money or anything. He just wanted to be a lawyer and like love her. And she was the one who got he didn't him. want anything to do with it. Yeah, he's the she's the one who dragged him into it. And then he started getting into it and loving the money and stuff. And yeah, but see, don't I think that's a much more a thing. An aspect that could have been very interesting that they didn't explore. Like she is the one that, yeah, he changed and she's the one that orchestrated this change. And then now she resents the change that she orchestrated. But I don't really feel like they got into that either. Didn't at all. No, like you didn't, you didn't feel that like that, like that he ultimately changed because it was uh, this whole movie was so I mean, I saw his change, yeah. But it was new, like so nuanced, he, where it was like, like when she was coming up and he's like, "I don't love you. This is you're embarrassing. I don't <laughs> love just go humiliating." Yeah, you're humiliating. Like that showed because he at first just loved this girl, and then it showed him just buying all these things like the cars and everything, 
even though they didn't really have the money for that. Yeah. And it, his her turn like to get so angry that he sold his shares like no now that's like the end of Gucci in the Gucci empire was him selling his shares. They don't really portray that very well. And then her being so mad about it that that's what drives her to like want to kill him. They don't really portray that very well. It just seems like, again, it's just very rushed and matter of fact that like, oh, she's wants to hire. Yeah. Even the hitman scene was like, oh, here's money. It was a five minute scene. See you later. Like, yeah. Yeah. Again, it was much, took a lot longer searching to find these guys than is shown. So, yeah, could have um, could have used some. I don't know how detailed the book is, but I think it's probably the screen adaptation of it. And this is done by um, a first-time writer, also. One of them is, I believe. There's so there's two. It was written by two people. One of them is a first-time writer. Becky or Robert, you know, are you? you I think it's the guy. It's the guy because she's has credits in '91. Yeah, she yeah, won an Oscar for something. It's definitely him. Roberto. Blah, 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 blah. She was nominated for an Oscar. Okay, nominated. For Prince of Tides. There you go. She also has a Razzie. <laughs> really? Yeah. She was nominated for Worst Screenplay. So, could have, that, that <laughs> side of her probably came out. Um, Okay, I'm about tapped. You guys have anything else to say? Hmm. Don't no. wait till it comes out. Don't waste your money. Yeah. Jacob, are you sure? Or do you want to start something, a sentence after I... No, nope. <laughs> all set. Okay. Rating. But really, what did... <laughs> uh, ratings out of five stars. Give it a three. I gave it a two. I also gave it a three. Are you ready to get into our next review? Sure am. All right, we're going to talk Pig. So, Pig is directed by Michael Sarnaski. It is written by Vanessa Block, Michael Sarnaski, oh, and Michael Sarnaski, sorry. Uh, stars Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, Adam Arkin, and a couple others. Plot synopsis reads A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. What is the concept here? Um, well, uh, we're interested in taking local ingredients uh, native to this region and, and just deconstructing them, you know, making the, the familiar feel foreign, thereby giving us uh, an even greater appreciation of food as a whole. This is the kind of cooking you like? It's cutting edge. It's very exciting. Exciting. I mean, everybody loves it. You like cooking it? Absolutely. All right, what did you guys think of Pig? So I'm actually going to let you guys I was gonna say because it's, it's, it's been the longest. Yeah, well, you touched, touched on, on what already, I saw. So, it's know been a while, impression. so... Um, I absolutely loved and adored Pig. Um, I'm gonna come. Uh. Um, and this honestly, like, you hear, I heard a lot of buzz about it. Obviously, it wasn't getting this huge fanfare, but people that were that are invested in film, like we are, 
everyone that that you know that does that is raving about it so i had pretty high expectations uh, obviously jw already had talked about how you loved it so i had pretty high expectations and believe it or not i actually surpassed those i didn't know w- what to expect from this movie i didn't watch a single trailer i didn't read anything about it just what you said was you know kind of the basic premise of what it is but just this is a complete opposite of house of gucci like the most simple plot line pretty much like it's a it's a revenge thriller but it turns it on its head and it's it's not a vindict vindictive revenge story it's it's just a guy that wants his fucking pig back and he's not you know you you see these revenge tales of um, you they beat up everyone and they fucking it's John Wick and they shoot everyone up because they want their animal back and he just cared about people he just I want my pig I'm not gonna do anything for you I'm gonna I'm gonna try and help you and be nice to you and kill you with kindness versus being the other way around and it's he's you know he did everything he needed to do just to get to where he like to, like he gave this guy food the homeless guy food versus you know, trying to hold him at gunpoint and he, he took a, you know, he took a beating down just, just to get a name of somewhere. Like everything that you would think that a revenge tale would be, this is opposite, but it's just the most simple love story of a guy that just wants something that the one thing that he loves in life still, he just wants it back and he will go to any lengths to do it, but it's not the lengths that you expect. And that's, it's such a touching like story and the score was awesome. It looked amazing. You know, like you said, it's it's cool to see um, <clears throat> Nicolas Cage, like, quote unquote, try. Like, it's a it's definitely a, a deter from what he's been doing lately. But it just it shows you a different side of who he is. And he's just this muted person that stays, never gets too high, gets low. And then obviously he does. But, you know, it's just like, man. I, I loved pretty much every minute of it. and Well, I did love every minute of it, and it's an, an amazing, amazing movie. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot here right away, but what homeless guy does he give food to? Well, he think th- for one fucking second. He thinks it's it's the fucking guy that runs the, the fighting camp. Okay, so we, but you know that's not a homeless guy. Well, yeah, but you don't know that until you f- later. But he knows who he is also. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, well... Okay. So you just sure. think he's living in a tent and he's giving a guy food. Like <laughs> I didn't think for one second it was a homeless guy. He's not giving him money. He's giving he's I know, giving but food. He, uh, yeah. I took like I instantly took that scene as like he, it's an offering. Like it, it seemed very like ritualistic. Like this here's my offering and like he either like accepts it or rejects it. Okay, well he gets enough <laughs> money though. I know, I'm just and he was he looked disheveled and didn't have good clothes on, he was yes, dirty. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying like I never like thought or they thought they were supposed to like be a homeless guy. Well, I bet uh, <laughs> Nat Wolf or thought it was too, or whatever. I don't know Wolf if that they was. did. I don't know. I don't know if it was Nat or the other one. Uh, this was Alex Wolf. Alex, yeah, the better, the better one. I always confuse the two. They look exactly. The same. <laughs> I know. Well, they do which one was in old? Was that Alex or Nat? That was Alex. Okay. Alex yeah. is in old. This Nat's in and, bright. Um, hereditary. For, uh, Death Note. Death Note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, get that out of the way. Uh, I also really, really liked Pig. I didn't love it as much, I would say, as these guys. But 
I think it could go up on a rewatch as well. This is something that it never tells you um, what it's doing. You're you're kind of watching things play out, and then you you play catch up after. Like after the scene, you're like, oh, that's that's what the goal of this was. Like he'll he'll be doing these things and um, going around to places and having these conversations, and you're like, okay, what was that for? And then you you know catch, play catch up later. So knowing that ahead of time might help it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I loved how it looked. I did love the score. Um, love the performances. There's only really a couple. But even all the side characters, um, I mean, probably my favorite scene is him going to the, uh, I don't know what you call it, trendy spot restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I that love that part. It was amazing. Like, what did you want to do? Yeah. Open a English bar? Yeah, English you, you wanted to open a pub. Uh, yeah, open a pub. Yeah, and he just just breaks the dude. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I love that part. Hit, but that that like such a small scene for that actor. Like he really fucking he killed, killed it. it. <laughs> yeah, his nuance and his expressions yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to that guy, whatever his name is. David Find it Nell out for me. <laughs> what is it? David Nell. David Nell, be looking out for you in the future. Um, but yeah, it's it's broken up into three parts. We should say part one, part two, and part three, and um. I do love all of the things, all of the scenes, uh, definitely separately. Like every scene is amazing. It just didn't cohesively tie together for me as strongly, I guess, probably as maybe you or some other people are getting from it. But I really like uh, thinking back on it, how it's more about, it's not about this revenge tale. It's about him. It's actually about him confronting his past and his trauma because He's going back to Portland where he used to live. He even goes back to his old house at one point. And the thing that sent him into, you know, the wilderness is kind of, it's all these people that used to be in his life. And I really love how they take such like a mundane job or career. Not, I guess not mundane. I mean, working in service industry can be very crazy. And especially as a chef in a big city, it can be very crazy. But it's such like, it's just like chefs, hostess, waiter, um, bartenders like those people like having their own like underground society is such just like a funny notion like yeah. to think about <laughs> like it takes like that it takes like the john wick uh thing of an assassin like an assassin or assassins what a hotel or i don't know what everything anyway that <laughs> that seems you know so like large and larger than life and this is like well, this actually could be real, maybe, that all these people know each other. And a lot of people in service injury do know each other just because they're always crossing paths. But isn't anyway, that, I just love that aspect. Isn't that another movie? Wasn't there like a like a fight club for like waiters in like a, another like pretty big movie? Oh, I can't think of it. I, I can picture them because they're wearing like a red, the guy's wearing like a red vest and they're like, they like close down the, it actually happens in the restaurant. And they like close the. Mm. I don't I got know. nothing. I don't know, but yeah, I did love that aspect. Although the fight, the whole like fight organization thing didn't make sense because they didn't. They never actually like fought. They just sit there. They just took a beating. Wasn't that I the didn't point? think it was a fight. I think it was like, oh, you want to beat up this person? How much are you willing to pay to beat? Yeah, up you this paid person? to beat them up, and then don't they wager though, or aren't they placing bets, or is it not that? No, I think they're like bidding the highest to be the person to beat up that person okay that makes more sense and then they get they get a share of whatever 
and you then the person who gets share. a beating, right, right. they get to request something afterwards. Yep. Okay. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Do you have? Did you have more to say? Well, you, Jacob, you said you were gonna come back in case you missed eighty-eight. You want to elaborate your thoughts? I don't remember exactly what I said, but I I loved this movie. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Some of those parts are kind of weird, creating this kind of society and everything. But I love the overarching plot and everything and how it was and yeah, how it kind of flipped. It just seemed I fully expected by the way it was leading me to be a revenge. Me too. At every turn. I 100% felt, oh, he's going to be some kind of John Wick guy who goes... And, like, we don't know who he is, but he's really this badass who they fucked with. Well, he's also, like, they but made really, him look big. I yeah. don't know how tall he actually is, Nicolas Cage is, but they made him look, like, pretty large yeah. human. And even when that part it almost fed into that more, I'm like, oh, he's going to, like, kick ass or something. But it was nothing like that at all. It was so much more muted story. And, yeah, I loved that aspect of it it just totally kept me guessing and kept me interested this movie did fly by and i was constantly wondering what was going to happen next and it just kept me on the edge of my seat like where's it gonna go yeah it looked beautiful sounded good acted well i don't have a lot of complaints i mean yeah i don't it's not the most satisfying in the end i guess but that's a I loved point. It. Uh, we can circle back to the ending um, if you want to do some brief spoiler talk. Uh, what I was going to say that I forgot to in the beginning was Josh was saying um, how it's it's getting a lot of hype around film circles and not possibly other people. <clears throat> and I would say it's I don't think this is a very um, what's the word accessible accessible movie. Thank you. I don't think it's very accessible. Like, you do you think? think oh, no. I, I, I think everyone can love this movie. No, I do. I don't know if I try to think. I of think it the average like, person watching yeah. this would get bored, or they think it's too weird. And yeah, because like was that, it that fight weird, scene though? and everything. I thought yeah, it, I really, really think stupid, I really yeah. thought the whole time I was watching, I'm like, you know, like you see it. It's called Pig. Like you read about it, you're like, okay, it's gonna be like this A24 movie that's like kind of off the wall a little bit, like. But I never once thought like, oh, this is like too weird. Like I thought it was very grounded know. in its approach. And I but thought it's not like, yeah, it's okay. Not, it's not like surrealistic has, or yeah. like super extremely it, weird or anything. But it's but think of all the connections are all very tangible things that everyone can hold like on to. I feel like it would be really boring for most people. I don't think so because every every scene you were like, there was finding out something new. But the fact that and it's you just, not a revenge thriller, you like that. We all like that. But I think other people will not like But a lot that. of people will grasp onto feel like the, nothing the love angle or the the you know the desperation like i guarantee like there was times where you were like you felt it like oh this guy just wants to be like just wants to understand wants to be understood and wants people to know that he doesn't he doesn't care about money he doesn't want anything of what you want he just wants his damn pig back and you know like that just that tangibility of you know that love angle and the the groundedness groundedness nature of this i think that a lot of people can can really grasp onto that and follow it you know and it's only an hour and a half like it's not long at all like i think that i think it's very accessible to a lot of people and you know i'm i would i would willingly recommend this to like 
the vast, you know, majority of people. And that's, that's why it's on like a Hulu, like that's on Hulu because it's made by neon. Yeah. But it's also like, <laughs> it's not I, because of its popularity or accessibility. Yeah. But I just, I just think that it, you know, like you don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not, an I, eighth, it's not, I don't lamb. know. I just feel like for a lot of people, like nothing really ended up happening. It was kind of unsatisfying in the end where it was just like, are we spoiling? Like, um, no, hold on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like just a lot, the end and everything that built up to can feel like really, wow, that was it for some, a lot of people. And I, people love John Wick and stuff. And I feel like a lot of people would go in thinking that's going to be like this. And then when it's not, could really turn a lot of people Yeah, but off. that change of the angle is like so interesting for you. I don't think so, man. I, I'm but telling not you, for like, there is a reason why there's, I mean, it's not a massive disparity, but there's a large difference between like a user rating on this and the critic rating. And even the user rating from IMDb to Letterboxd is quite different. I mean, I hate to bring up those numbers, but that is just like a small shred of evidence why like, I don't think it's as accessible as you think it is. I agree that it's not like <clears throat> it's not Holy Mountain or like, I don't know, a David Lynch movie, but it's lamb. <laughs> lamb. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're saying it's a disparity. You think it's a what were you saying? Disparity. Between? There's a disparity between the IMDb user rating and the critic rating or even the user rating on Letterboxd in this. That's I mean, that's it's not if, huge, but it's there. It's seven. So it'd be a three point five on user rating and it's a three point eight. It's a very small. I said it's there. And it's a 6.9 out of 7. And it's this 82 <laughs> Metascore. Okay. Uh, I, again, if run back the tape. I said it's not large, but there is evidence that it's not as accessible as... So Letterboxd is literally... Plus, and that's, that's also going off based on people who have seen it. I'm going to say most people haven't seen this movie. Yeah, there's not a lot of ratings either. Yeah. So that's... It's got 40,000 and 39 critic. That's a lot. It's not going to change much now. And then the letterbox is, at, you know, at least 94,000. So it's it's <coughs> cemented where it, pretty much where it is. Let's look at a movie that we watched last week. Red Notice. Well, 145,000. Yeah, but but a signi- what is a statistic, Jacob? A s- significant statistic is what? Sign- statistically significant. Is what? <laughs> after like 30K or something? <coughs> I don't know. It depends. <laughs> okay, what's well it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, not even changing. worth an argument having. I'm just saying, like, I, I again, I would recommend it to people too, but I would make sure or that they're at how least about somewhat only interested made in film. Three million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not counting what Hulu just paid for it and streaming now. Yeah, that yeah, was I box mean, office. It made, yeah, nine hundred seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, probably not on a lot of screens yeah. either. And it, I doubt it was in theaters. We couldn't for a long get time. any. Did, did NCG have it? Probably. Probably. I didn't. I knew it was coming. But the to budget was also probably nothing. Hulu. Because there's no. I mean, there's no visual effects at all. Two, one big star, one decent sized star. Who is in pretty low budget film. I mean, yeah, Mandy wasn't that high. The there's no way Mandy was a high budget. He probably he probably has a hand in producing these movies, so he can. I bet he does too. Get, get back. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, let's get into just like brief spoilers for Pig, because uh, I did want we did want to t- 
touch on the ending. He is a producer. There's also 23 of them, though. Um, Jacob, you said this ending was unsatisfying? No, I mean, I was fine with it. No, I was satisfied, but it just built up, oh, you're going to find the pig, or maybe it's that kind of ending, but then it was just, yeah, no, the pig already died. Yeah, but wouldn't that be like... No, like I like that. It, again, it just it never went the way I thought it was going to go, which is interesting. But at the same time, it did feel kind of. I feel like empty. It, I feel like we're, we we underestimate people sometimes. Like if it was cut and dry, I think it would be less satisfying. You mean if you found the pig? Yeah, if you like found the pig, I and think we would be after. really happy if you found the pig. But there's yeah. there's nothing about this movie that's happy. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> so why make it happy at the end? People like happy endings. Especially spas. <laughs> I mean, it just goes back to what I said before. The movie is really about coming to terms with loss and yeah. grief. And that's what he has to do. He has to come to terms with the loss of his wife over this journey and then has to come to terms with the loss of his pig at the very end of it. I mean, really, he gets shit on the whole movie. He yep. gets fucked up. Yeah. Mentally, physically. Yeah. Oh my God. How much damage this guy takes. And he never takes a shower either. I'm like, I love how he goes from every place. He goes to these bougie ass restaurants just covered in blood. Yeah. He would be so. <laughs> Do you need medical attention? Yeah. Right. No. He would <laughs> have, nobody ever draws attention to he doesn't it. Even, yeah. He would have so much infection <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, again, just wrap it up. I, I really liked it. I would like to rewatch it with that mindset of kind of knowing what's happening and what the meaning is because, again, I've always felt like my brain was playing catch up after each scene. Yeah. Like, what was that about? And then, oh, okay, figuring it out and moving on. And there's, it's not confusing. It, there are like some dynamics between, I mean, the father, the son, everybody connected in the restaurant. Like, how do they all, you know, form this spider web that he's trapped in and it, you could get lost, I guess, if you're not paying attention. But if you're paying attention, it's pretty easy to follow. I did like uh, the dad, too, his character. I thought he did yeah. a pretty good job as an actor. Uh, Yeah, he's Adam, in like a shitload of TV, but yeah, not a lot of movies. Adam Arkin. Yeah. Okay, Uh, what did you uh, rate Pig out of five stars? I don't know if I said it last time, you but did. I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a five banger. I'm going to come. I gave it a four with the high possibility of it going up on a rewatch. Okay, let's get into uh, what else we watched. Do you guys have anything? I watched The Alpinist. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Care to elaborate? <laughs> well, I gotta bring it up here. Because you can't remember anything? No, I mean, I know I was gonna get like more of the actual details, but I am the people behind it. Oh, good for you! <laughs> so, I was interested, obviously, half my personality now is that I climb, but, you know... Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. You didn't know I climb, but one of the climb jokes... Trees or... <laughs> yeah, just trees. One of the jokes ladder? in the climbing community is... Uh, when you tell someone you're a climber, they say, have you seen Free Solo? And obviously every climber has seen Free Solo. But I had seen it because I just like film. So if you're not, if you haven't seen Free Solo, then you're not a climber. Everybody's seen Free Solo. I haven't seen Free Solo. <laughs> Who climbs. Oh. <laughs> but 
because it's Alex Honnold and it's a fantastic documentary. So I wanted to see something like that. And I heard, I just saw literally another meme. It's like, people always talk about free solo, but what about the alpinist? So I'm like, all right, let's check it out. It was a documentary came out 2021 and a lot of the reviews and stuff were saying the new free solo. And when did free solo come out originally? Fifteen. It was been a while. Mm -hmm. So I was all in convinced (laughs) and the guy it was about, uh, it was this Canadian guy, Mark Andre Leclerc. Uh, French Canadian, obviously. Yeah, French Canadian. <laughs> and so Alex Honnold, right? I don't know how you haven't seen. You should watch Free Solo. It's really good. But put it on the list. Free soloing is using no rope. All you have is your chalk bag, your climbing shoes, and that's it. <laughs> like that's all you need for free soloing. No rope. And you climb these crazy things. So Alex Honnold, everyone sees Free Solo, sees what he does, and they're like, that's insane. But he never feels like it's dangerous, right? Because he practices it like, uh, what's that Latin term, ad infinitum or whatever? Sure. Many times until he knows he can do it perfectly. So it's not really, it never feels like a danger for him because... He has done every move many times and it, it's just exciting because now if he messes up, it, it's like literally the closest you can get to being perfect because if you make a single mistake, you're dead. But he's already done it many times. This guy was completely different. One, he's an ice climber, mixed climber. So he does ice climbing and he does regular climbing at the same time. But not only that, he on-sites it. So on-siting means... You've never been there before, you never practiced it before, and you've never even seen it before. You get there and you just do it. And that's what he did. And with mixed climbing. So you're climbing ice. Ice obviously is not rock. And does he free is it free solo as yeah. well? Yeah, and he free solos it. So no rope or anything. How do you do that with ice? You have to like pick with He has pick? an ice pick okay. and then the shoes with those boots right. with the stabs in it. Yeah. And then he uses it on rock too, just a little like on the rock, just precariously balancing those little sharp parts on little nooks and crannies and rock. And he just did it. And he he was not well known. He's not famous or like Alex Arnold because he didn't care. He just want he just loved doing that and he would just do it. And then people would hear about it in the community and be like, What the fuck? Someone did that? But only people in the community knew about it. No one else knew it because he wouldn't record it. He wouldn't post about it. He would just do it and then like nonchalantly just say he did it like online or like check it off on a list. And then people were like, someone did that? So Alex Honnold thought he was crazy. So it was kind of an interesting story. But the documentary itself was just not nearly as well done <laughs> as Free Solo. It didn't look as good. Obviously, it's easy to make these beautiful locations look good because it's a beautiful location. You don't have to do a lot of work to make it look good. But the way it was edited and stuff, the choices that were made, kind of not great. <laughs> like there wasn't enough climbing for me. <laughs> I don't like free solo just did it so well in balancing that and this didn't. And it was kind of felt it's not really their fault, but it felt kind of unprofessional at times. Because they're following this guy who doesn't normally like being recorded or doing stuff. 
And at one point he just kind of left and was went around the world and they couldn't even find him. He was just doing all these crazy climbs without them being able to film it. And he did this one ascent that was like, even people just normally climbing with the ropes don't want to do it because it's so dangerous. And he just did it. And they call him. He's like, yeah, well, I just don't feel like it's really soloing if you guys are there filming it, hmm. even though they're not helping him, obviously. <laughs> so I'm just like, he's a purist. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of interesting, but it's not very interesting to see. And they're them just trying to find this guy who is doing all these crazy climbs that you don't even get to see because they never got the footage of it. And, and yeah, it just, that was the biggest problem with it. The structure wasn't very good. It felt kind of amateurish <laughs> comparatively. It's not going to win any awards. But it was impressive. He is insanely interesting. And he died <laughs> before they finished this. Like Obviously. Doing it? Yeah. He died. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, it was like inevitable, right? But So he died from climbing. Oh, yeah. Shit. He climbed to the top of this mountain. He, free, he was climbing, free soloing with this other guy in Alaska. And they climbed to the top of this peak. They had cell phone signal at the top. So they were sending like pictures and stuff to their loved ones and they had even FaceTime them and then they were climbing as they were repelling down no one heard from them for days and then they found that all they could see as they were helicoptering over was like the rope and it was just into snow and th- they're dead there it was under tons of snow like an avalanche went over top of them so they'll never find the bodies so, Follow the rope. You can't get down. You can't land to get there. It's in a mountain. So, damn. Yeah, it was kind of like a crazy ending, but it almost felt exploitive. Honestly, that maybe it wasn't. Clearly, like the girlfriend stuff was involved, and they were interviewing, but it just kind of felt weird to me. But overall, interesting watch. Crazy guy. Who clearly. Literally was one of the best climbers ever, and no one knew about him. Died doing what he loved. Died doing what he was twenty. Yeah, he looked very or something. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, when he died, he was in his twenties, and that's just the amount of things he did. Just and like, it, it almost seems like it will never be done. Because he just had zero fear. Well, you know what I mean? People are not going to do that fucking yeah, thing no that he one, just did. Alex Hano, he's like, he's crazy. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, it's, I see that he was in it. Yeah, he was <laughs> He's just like, yeah. that was one of the biggest people to be in it. Because it's just like him telling, calling someone crazy is like, whoa, because everyone thinks he's crazy. And he's like, no, this guy, I wouldn't even attempt the things he's trying. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You didn't rate Free Solo. What, what did you... You didn't, you I, I, well, that was way before. It actually show. only came out in 2018. Yeah, so but that was, I watched it when it first came out. Mm. But, so better though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have to rewatch it. That's also produced by National Geographic. Um, this doesn't, I don't, I don't know how, who made this or what company. He did a lot of, the, the director did a well, lot of work uh, with the Alex. Also, Hall. with like Free Solo, they were friends, right? Alex, looks like and the directors and them. Versus this guy, he didn't seem like he really cared about the documentary at all. So Probably didn't. It's yeah. hard to feel like energy in the documentary when the guy doesn't care. And he didn't feel very humanized versus Alex Honnold. He was like just a, he's a weird dude. He's an interesting guy. 
and this guy is weird too, but they did it in a way that's like, I don't know, it was just very different. I think it's really good if you've seen Free Soul to watch this too, and because it's a really good comparison and what elevates one, elevate. Elevation. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. So, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Just technically not as impressive as Free Solo. Cool. Slap star rating. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Yep. All right. Uh, I watched uh, two things. First, I watched this actually right after I recorded last time. Uh, I finally got a rewatch of Sing Street in. Been wanted to rewatch this for a long time since I saw it. God, I don't know when the first time I watched it was. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is a movie from 2016, directed by Joe John Carney. Uh, pretty, not super well-known from what I know. Um, not a lot of people have seen this. And um, they need to, because I love this movie. I think it's an amazing coming-of-age film uh, about a boy growing up in Ireland. And uh, he uses... Music to kind of escape his everyday life of just his parents fighting, uh, school sucks, um, his siblings are pretty far in age from him, so um, doesn't have a lot of friends, he moves to a new school, so uh, uses music to gain some friends and to uh, just, yeah, like I said, get through life. But um, it is an amazing coming of age story, and the music is amazing. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of original songs in this that are great and it's just like a kind of like a mix between there's like a little bit of fantastical elements in it and real life and um, I don't know I love everything about this movie not too much to say but it's amazing so if you haven't seen it check it out so what three stars oh it's a five banger now I think the only reason I gave it a four and a half last time was because the end of the ending is just a little not there's a, they use, they have to use some special effects in the end and it doesn't look amazing, but I'm over that, I'm over that bullshit. Got past it. Grew up. Drive it like you stole it elevates the movie to a five itself, so. Jacob, do you have anything else? No, that was it. Oh, okay. Well, I should have started then, but that's okay. Again, I'm We I'm like not, to hear you <laughs> talk back to back, Kyle. I don't have too much to say on either of these films. I, I bought, uh. I bought 300 in 4K on oh. Black Friday, and I rewatched 300. How's that look? The Zack Snyder film. Uh, looks amazing. It um, it benefits from the 4K. Well, I never owned this on Blu-ray, honestly. So I think the last time I watched it was probably when it was streaming somewhere. But um, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's not a perfect movie. Like this is one of those movies that my love triumphs some of the things that you could criticize about it but in the same sense I think it whether it's intentional or not it is like exactly what it should be or it's exactly what it's going for it is like a visual graphic novel it is a a perfect visualization of this graphic novel that is takes a real life event and totally puts it over the top and you know, stylizes it to the extreme. And that's what I love about this movie is it's super stylized and, you know, testosterone driven and just fucking awesome. It's cool. It's a cool movie. 
I don't even remember how it ends or anything. The ending's great. I remember reading about the actual 300 and how they eventually lost. And it was kind of well, anti alert, they lose in the movie, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> 400 AD, it's I think, literally, it's, it's literally just a guy who was like, oh, I know how I get behind them. They're like, well, show us. And he just led them around the back. And yeah, then per- that's what happens in the movie. Okay, I literally don't remember. I've seen that so long ago. Yeah, but it's uh, characterized right? a little bit more with yeah. what, that why that guy betrays them and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I love 300. 300 stars out of five. <laughs> this is Sparta. I never five. fell into the trap of that movie. And I, I, still don't. I love that. I love the style. It, you That's give traps. me that style. and it, It's cool to hate Zack Snyder. Up. So, I mean, no, yeah, I don't, cool I don't hate Zack Snyder. I just never liked the movie that much. Well, I did. It's cool it was all it, so like, it's meh. It's like my favorite movie he did. Everything since hasn't been Yeah, it's good. probably my favorite Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just his sensibilities fit this world so much better well, than what put him on the map and i also looked into like the making of and how they did different like effects and it's pretty impressive yeah yeah it looks great well cool uh that i guess wraps us up so we're actually going to be recording again very soon uh we're going to talk spencer and the power of the dog dog so that'll be episode 90 stay tuned um, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both of those. It's JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>